last word on travel on Today FM with Multitrip.com. Get ready for new adventures. Sarah Slattery from the travelexpert.ie is with us and we're going to talk today about the potential for a skiing holiday this winter. But I suppose the first things first we should say in relation to this, Sarah, is that it's not cheap. And I know a lot of people who are concerned that we're recommending expensive holidays, but it still will be many people who will opt to go skiing. But it all adds up, doesn't it, beyond the initial cost for your flights and accommodation? Hi, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the words ski and uh, cheap don't really go hand in hand. Uh, it's definitely um, one of the more expensive holidays. Um, and I think it's a, it's the, it's the kind of holiday that if you get the, the ski bug, um, you do go back and you prioritize it over your summer holiday in many, uh, for many people. But for, I suppose a lot of people, and the focus on today is just for people who wanted to try it for beginners who don't really know where to start. And there are a few things you can do because it is going to be your first time. So you don't need to go for the more expensive resorts, the really, really high altitude resorts either. Um, if, you know, if, if you're going to be on the lower slope. So there's a couple of things you can do. Um, Bulgaria is probably one of the most uh, cheapest destinations and it may not be somewhere you would think about, uh, from a ski point of view, but Ryanair are flying, um, three times a week into Plovdiv and you can get there very reasonably it's about 80 euros return in January um, and it's it's you know accommodation and ski packs are relatively reasonable so if you do want to kind of just try it see whether you like it that could be a good place to start. Okay and sort of uh, what sort of cost would be involved in that? Well you, you could get like a package like a lift pass lessons and equipment for a week for 366 euro now you'll have you still have your accommodation on top of that and your flight which as i said they start at 18 euro so that's kind of going to be you know the the cheapest possible way to do it you're generally looking at around 300 just for lift passes alone in the likes of austria or or france um and i saw crystal brought out I haven't actually seen these before. They're, they're called slope starters. So it's it's for brand new for beginners who want to try skiing. And they include your flights, your accommodation, uh, your food, breakfast and dinner, all your lessons, lift pass, all your equipment in March um, in a nice resort in France there. But that, and that's you're looking at twelve ninety nine for a week there. So that'll just kind of give you the idea of, you know, you know, the kind of prices if you when you when you add it all in together, include your food, include your lift pass, include everything that, that you would be looking at um in in Austria or France or something. Yeah, like that. the lift passes are important. You can't get up the mountain to come back down it again. You need the equipment such as the skis and the boots. The lessons are going to be absolutely essential for you if you haven't been there before. There's no way you can go up unless you've actually had the lessons. It all keeps mounting up. And also, what you wear. There's a, I suppose for a lot of people, if you have friends who've been skiing before and if it'll fit, borrow clothes from them. Absolutely. Borrow everything. Um, and it's even trendy now <laughs> with sustainability. Um, it's actually seen a good thing to do. So definitely borrow what you can because, you know, I love skiing, uh, but like my husband doesn't, you know, so it's, it's not for everybody. So it's definitely, uh, especially for your first time, I would say borrow what you can and um, go, go to the more reasonably priced places and, uh, and see whether you like it. Another great week to go is that 17th of December, just before skiing. Um, like the, there was deals there for flights and accommodation, a bed and breakfast, but included your transfers for 372 to um, Alpac in Austria. 
Now, you'll have to add on your ski packs and food on top of that. But, you know, that's a really good lead-in price for Austria just before Christmas um, to get the whole winter wonderland feel. So there is value if you look for it. And I would say a little bit like what we've kind of mentioned with cruises before. It's good to talk to a ski specialist, to a ski travel agent, um, the likes of Crystal or Tough Flight specialise in it. But also your local travel agent, ask them, you know, is there somebody in in there who's skied before, who knows the, the places to recommend for you. And you'd also have to do quite a bit of pre-planning, wouldn't you, ask in booking uh, availability of equipment and times when you can go up because you don't want to arrive with nothing and then suddenly discover everything is gone and you can't actually get up on the slopes. Yeah, I mean, generally, I would say pre-book everything. I, I noticed even there in Val d'Isere, there's a, a notice on their, their website to say with the energy crisis, they're, they're, they're going to be increasing um, their lift passes for this year. So I, I think there's un- they're only really going to go one way. So I think definitely, you know, book as early as you can. You often see as well, like buy one lift pass, get one free, things like that. And um, so there are um, there will be better value if you go off peak like obviously avoid midterm breaks Christmas all that kind of thing and you know go with the likes of before Christmas January another thing to, to, that's interesting is that, that a lot of the resorts are going into April now so for families who kind of thought midterm is too expensive um, the prices for Easter holidays aren't actually bad like going on the first the first of April the first week of Easter um, and there's even some free child places and things like that still available so again your travel agent uh, will be able to steer you in that direction but you know it's something to, to, to think about it could be a nice time to go okay. now, again you have to pick yeah and there's nothing else Sarah I'll get time. back to where you'd stay in a moment but Travel insurance, I think, is absolutely essential, isn't it? Because unfortunately, particularly with beginners and maybe people as well who take risks as they get more experienced, injuries can be commonplace. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important that you're traveling. Like, I think most people now have travel insurance um, or they should. Um, but just make sure that your insurance covers you for winter sports as well. It's usually just a small supplement that you add on, uh, but it will need to be included um, in the cost. You can usually just add it to your existing policy or if you're taking out a new policy, just make sure it's included. OK, when you go for accommodation, what would you recommend? I presume hotels are the more expensive, chalets, apartments, Airbnb, what sort of ways would you go? Yeah, I think it's important. It depends on, on who's going. Like it, the apres ski is just fantastic. And I don't think until you've actually seen it, it, it's hard to kind of understand how, how great the nightlife actually is. You're in your ski gear. You know, you can leave your heels beho- at home. It's um, There's live bands playing. There could be anything from DJs, all that sort of stuff. So it's actually really good for, for families as well during the day. It starts at four o'clock at the end of the mountain. So for some people... You know, if you're if vapre ski is a big part of it, you, you're not going to want to go back to your hotel for a set time for dinner. So I'd say for couples and people like that who want a lively holiday, I'd say maybe go B&B or an apartment or an Airbnb where families, um, you know, usually after a day on the mountain, a couple of hours in the apre ski at the end of the mountain, you know, you, you want to go back to your hotel and just eat there. So I'd say families maybe go with hotel half board or a catered chalet. Um, the catered chalets can be really good for groups as well. They're, they're like a, you, you can take out the whole chalet and usually it's kind of a bit like our own 
um, B&Bs here, but you have breakfast and dinner included and the, the family will cook for you. And um, you can, as I said, if, if, there's, if there's a group of you, you can take the whole chalet, which can be kind of good too. A uh, listener says, James in Waterford says, check your passport if you're going skiing, because if you don't have six months left, some countries won't let you in in case you end up in hospital. Didn't think of that one. And I suppose there are a lot of people I've heard of as well who go, who don't even bother with the skiing, who go for the après ski or just to enjoy the scenery. I was lucky enough to be in Val d'Isere earlier this year and it's one of the most beautiful places to have been in, even if you're not necessarily skiing. But what about the the um, airports and where do the Irish airports service? Because you can end up with long drives, can't you, to get to some of the ski resorts, depending on what airport you fly into. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. One of the, the top things you should do um, before you do is check the transfer times. I've seen cheap packages advertised um, initially uh, flying into Milan with five hour transfers like nobody's going to want to do that. So there are um, lots of, of um, flights, as you know, now with, 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 with Aer Lingus and Ryanair into the likes of Bergamo and, um, you know, uh, flights from Barcelona that people would take transfers into Andorra. But they could be four hour drives, you know, so it's really important that you check that. Um, there are flights uh, from Knock to Bergamo and Shannon to Turin, which is both good for Italy. A Cork flight to Salzburg. Um, but most of the, the destinations then, the wider choice is obviously from Dublin. But lots of great, um, Austria is quite accessible on the transfer side. Most resorts would be an hour and a half to two hours. France is that little bit longer. Usually you might go into Geneva or Lyon and, and the transfer times could be three or four hours. So uh, it's important that, that you check that um, and that you find that, that, you know, you don't want to be four or five hours on a bus. Sarah Slattery from the travelexpert.ie. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.